What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets in the car, while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Welcome to Strictly Business, Variety's weekly podcast featuring conversations with industry leaders about the business of media and entertainment. I'm Cynthia Littleton, co-editor-in-chief of Variety. Today, my guest is Seema Zargami, founder and CEO of Mimo Studios. Mimo is an independent kids' content company based in New York. Seema knows this arena well after spending 30-plus years with Nickelodeon. She rose through the ranks when Nickelodeon was one of the hottest things in cable during the go-go growth years of the 1990s. She left after a decade in the top job in 2018. So no one is better situated to see how the kids' TV business is changing than Zargami. In June, Mimo put its toe in the water with the short-form animated series Hippo Park that debuted on YouTube. In our conversation, Seema explains what she's learned during her short time working in the YouTube system and seeing the kind of data roll in daily that she could only dream of a decade ago. We talk about whether there really can be such a thing as a kid-friendly metaverse, and she gamely explains the broad strokes of Web3 content creation and why it's such a radical departure from Hollywood tradition. That's all coming up on Strictly Business after the break. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry and literally billions of dollars are being invested. 
<laughs> so buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com slash strategic. That's oracle.com slash strategic. oracle.com slash strategic. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, temp to hire, part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, snag a job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snag a job is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. And we're back with Mimo Studios founder Seema Zargami. Seema Zargami, founder and CEO of Mimo Studios. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. Where did you start in terms of putting your focus for what what Mimo was going to focus on in terms of in terms of generating content? I mean, it's not in this world, it's not necessarily obvious that you start with an old-fashioned TV series. Right. Well, the big difference for me is, you know, I'm still a sort of a developer and a you know producer, but I'm a seller now and not a buyer, which is the <laughs> change for me. And I think that, you know, the, the most notable difference today versus probably 10 years ago is the kids' ecosystem used to be made up of pretty much three channels, Cartoon, Disney, and Nickelodeon. And they were, you know, um, they were three big brands that had multiple sub-brands underneath them, right? So right. we had Mickey Mouse, Nickelodeon had SpongeBob, Cartoon Network had Adventure Time. What's happened now is the kids' ecosystem is far greater than it ever was before. And the platforms are now the brands and the content are the sub-brands and the role of the, you know, sort of like um, curator brands has been a little bit diminished. That's a challenge for a startup entity to get into that, into that world. Yes. So, so the, the real, you know, opportunity is to develop IP, not so much to build, you know, sort of like a branded organization. I love the name of my company, but what I really want to do is find great properties that can live, you know, sort of in my own little ecosystem. But it's the it's the new ecosystem that it's so interesting to me, which is why um, you know, I still I have kids in my veins and I'm staying in the kids business because I want to see what the next version of the kids ecosystem is going to look like. 
you know, as a startup studio, obviously you don't have a large IP library. How did you go about knowing that? How did you go about deciding, you know, which route you were going to take just to start? Because it is so hard these days to, to have a wholly original property launch. Well, I, I love the idea of finding a new franchise, right? And sure. um, in the kids in the kids' business, a franchise is something basically the kids want to wear on their backpacks. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, it takes a while to develop one and it takes a while for one to really sort of take hold. But but what's so interesting now is that the the tools to with which you do that are just a different set of tools. So, you know, we talked a lot about podcasts are a really interesting piece of it. And, you know, NFTs aren't totally in the kids' world yet, but they're probably coming quickly. And games are a really important part of it. And in order to become a franchise in the kids' world, you almost have to be everywhere all at once. <laughs> yeah. Immediately. And, you know, sort of 10 years ago at Nickelodeon, we were building you know, we were building shows, we were building long form and we were, you know, 28, 22 minutes long and putting right. them out and, and, and marketing them. Now you almost have to go around the circle of the, of the places you can start and make sure that you can be in all of those either immediately or very quickly after you begin. I imagine that you've given a lot of thought to the you know, the, the safety, both the brand safety and the, the child safety aspects. How do, you, how do you make it, make something feel okay to kids and parents and, you know, build in all those safeguards that, that are necessary in today's world? Well, I think it's going to be the responsibility. I, I, you know, it's a fast moving ecosystem <laughs> and it's a fast moving, you know, sort of journey into web three. And I think we have to, we have to a hope that anybody in the kids business feels uh, it is the responsibility to be responsible to that audience. I mean, I, I think that that was that's been true of most of the time that people are in the kids business is a sense of like a responsibility to the audience and to the parents. There's a lot more responsibility put on parents now to monitor what their kids are doing because it is the wild west out there. But you, we do hope that you know sort of educating kids on how to use the, you know, sort of like the web three um, and understanding, you know, sort of like where the, where the pitfalls are going to come into it and, and making the content. So it makes, it's, it's feels good for kids, not necessarily sends them down a, a bad path. But I think that um, as web three takes hold, the real mm -hmm. difference now is that it's, it's more direct to consumer. And so it's like-minded mm -hmm. people, you know, sort of migrating to things that, that they like without anybody curating it for them, except for their peers. And that's the biggest difference. Right. In the past, everything was curated. Right. There were, there were the, it was curated both by, you know, what you saw, what time you saw it, where you saw it. And, and a middleman and a couple of yeah. middlemen, right? There was the there were the the platforms were middlemen the cable operators were middlemen now it's just it's web 2 is more direct to consumer web 3 is direct to consumer and curated and managed by the consumer as well can you give a succinct and perhaps kid friendly summary uh for the kid here of what web 3 is that that phrase has become in the ether pretty much this year as a, as a as a noun not even a proper noun can you describe 
what that architecture entails? You know, I'm not very good at it, but I'll I'll give you my best my best effort. Thank you. So I think that the first thing the first thing is that um, it is not coming through any of the traditional channels, right? So, if you traditional think about, mainstream entertainment and media channels is what you're saying. And there's and there are not big companies doing the curating, um, and or managing the feed and how it gets to you and how it doesn't get to you. Right. So really the, the, the blockchain is a series of, you know, um, delivery platforms that, that, are, that are not managed by one entity. That's the best I can do on that. <laughs> the, the direct to consumer is the best way for me to describe sort of like how the, you know, metaverses, metaverse or metaverses are going to come to life because that really is about a community building, community, uh, organic and community curation and a lot of uh, user generated sort of content and dialogue. And that it's it's more interactive than, than Web2 typically was. And, and I do think that it's going to, build many, 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 many communities, but many, many smaller communities to make up ultimately at some point, bigger communities. Mm -hmm. Um, All all of that sounds very challenging for content monetization in the old school way that in the old school way that we know it, are, are you building Mimo and your businesses to adapt to this changing environment? I think it really changes the journey of IP. And not necessarily the, um, you know, making IP that can be uh, edited, so to speak, by the consumer is one of the interesting ways that we enter Web3. So there's a dialogue that happens in the community. And if, and if we can get to making the, the content as quickly as we would like to, then Season two can have season one can have feedback from the consumer that can very quickly affect season two. So I like this character. I don't like that character. I would like this character to have a baby brother. I would like (laughs) this character to get a dog. I would like this character. Those are the kinds of things that you want to have happen in this new world and this new sort of like kid space where the, the kids are allowed to give real-time feedback and have it affect the content into the future. There's that, that's one aspect of it, Mm -hmm. right? Then can my, can the content that I love become a game because I love games and can Mm -hmm. I play the game with my friends and can I have a conversation with my friends while I'm playing the game? So those are all the components. I don't know how big brands are going to emerge quickly for sure. Mm-hmm. But I do think there is an opportunity. Again, water cooler talk happens in all different ways. In the good old days, it was like everybody watched the same thing at nine o'clock. Right. I think moving forward, it's going to be over time, people gravitate to the same things and stuff will still bubble up. That element of the, the feedback and working that direct, almost one-to-one you know, communication with fans into content that must require, I know you've worked with many creatives over the year, you know, (laughs) not many television writers like being told 
what to write, but but is that it's just a different mindset that creators go into to work in this field? I, I think that, um, you know, pe- people like me and probably a lot of people in my position are going to probably live in both spaces, right? And we're not going to go all the way into Web3. We're going to live somewhere between Web2 and Web3 just because, uh, pr- mostly because kids, we're not sure the way kids are going to, you know, sort of fully embrace it or halfway embrace it. Um, but I I think that the that the easiest way to describe sort of like how something is going to bubble up is if it goes to all the places, right? If it's if it's in right. if it's everywhere you you're looking for it at the same time, much the way you know adults find content because people are talking about it, that's a way that stuff is gonna is going to emerge and probably last. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Is it a different process in the development process? Do you have to develop or or build a series or or con- your content property in a different way with the idea that you may that the, in, with the goal of having you know many character spinoff extensions and the potent and the possibility of feedback from from viewers, you know, significantly affecting the character development and the story arcs. Yeah, I think everybody has to ha- has to go into, you know, sort of like this next generation of content with a real open mind, right? And mm-hmm. it is going to require people to work very different ways than they are comfortable working. You know, um, some people, well, I mean, we're out there in the marketplace all the time. Some people would like to just develop a show, right? Mm-hmm. Some people mm-hmm. would like to develop a show with short form first, just to make sure that they're getting feedback on the characters. Some people would like to do both at the same time. Um, a lot of things, you know, mm-hmm. publishing is 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 a great source now because you can you can see the response from a consumer on a book and then turn that into content, and it feels like it, it's a more it's an organic journey for a piece mm-hmm. of IP. So I, I do I think you're right. I think everybody is going to have to think differently and adapt to sort of what the requirements are going to be based on the incredible input that the consumer is going to have. Take a stretch break, but come right back for more insights on how kids engage with content from Mimo Studios founder, Seema Zargami. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Snag a job is where America goes to hire. With the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers... Snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. 
So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Picasso knows your vacation home is your best home. It's the place that brings family and friends together. It's where you're the best version of yourself. Picasso makes it easy to co-own a luxury vacation home in amazing locations. Listings start at 200K for one-eighth ownership. Picasso does the hard parts for you. Luxury furnishings, maintenance, billings, scheduling, and more with a home management team that provides support before, during, and after your stay so you can focus on the relaxing, hosting, and making memories with family and friends. And you can resell on Picasso's Marketplace anytime, historically for a 10% gain. With Picasso, you can stop saying someday and start building family traditions today in a vacation home you own and revisit time after time. Visit Picasso.com today to see thousands of luxury vacation home listings. That's P-A-C-A-S-O.com. And we're back with more from children's programming veteran Seema Zargami. It's interesting because at this time of just peak TV and seemingly endless programming, I have definitely noticed there's no question that we're seeing brands like Netflix and Amazon that had gone full bore into kids programming at great volume. Like they went from zero to 60 at great volume. Definitely seems like like both of those brands and perhaps others are tapping the brakes a bit. Do you sense a, a pullback from the major streamers on programming specifically aimed for kids? I think as the business matures, everybody is going to become probably a little bit more thoughtful and a little bit more strategic in the way that they go at it. I'm not sure. I think throwing a lot of stuff at an audience to see what sticks is, is, you know, sort of like an early days strategy. And I think now what's going to happen is people are going to, are going to spend a little bit more time making sure that they're making the right choices. And, you know, that's, that's part of the maturation of, of the streaming business as well. Mm -hmm. But you Mm -hmm. and I've talked about this before, I think in the kids business, you know, the television was around for a really long time before there was a channel just for kids. Right. Right. I think, you know, it's, it's early days on the streamers and it's still early days to see if, if any one of the big ones is going to actually decide that kids are a primary focus. I mean, you know, Disney is a family brand more now than ever that has right. a lot of stuff just for kids. Um, and I think as we watch, you know, Warner Brothers Discovery, you know, settle into its new structure, I think the kids business will become more important, so on and so forth. But I, I think kids, uh, the influence of kids in the new landscape is still uh, being tested. I think that's 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 absolutely true. Let me ask you the flip side of that pro of that question, which would be the linear li- businesses of Nickelodeon, Disney Channel, and Cartoon Network. You know, I know you know that you know that business well, and you know what what has been happening there in the last ten years, especially with cord cutting, especially with this the younger audience, which is the first to embrace new platforms, of course. Um, if you were if you were running those businesses, what what is your what what would the you know what is your game plan for the next five years? Is it just brand brand brand? 
I I think um, it's a, that's a really tough question and a hard one to answer. But I do think that when a when a new off the charts franchise emerges for kids, wherever it comes from, kids will become an important part of that business. Mm-hmm. That's one idea, and two is. How do you um, how do you begin what as as the streamers start to think about taking ads, for example, and um, you know they realize that they have stuff for all different demographics. How do you carve up your offering so that it's clear where kids are supposed to go versus where parents are supposed to go, where movies are, are supposed to go? The you know the um, interfaces are very busy on all of them. Right. And, and very hard to navigate if you're a kid. So especially a young, you know, especially a preschool kid. Right. So, um, so I do think that the, you know, sort of like how how might you brand your um, interface so that it's easier to navigate is another strategy I might think about employing. Mm -hmm. Um, And then uh and then again, I think, you know, keep keep putting out great properties so that you get a hit. When you get a hit, it actually attracts an audience to that platform. And then the benefits of the kid audience will become crystal clear to whoever gets that one first. The aura effect is, is it, it, whether it's streaming or linear, there are, it is interesting that after all the newness of the last 10 years, we are starting to see that there is some conventional wisdom about television and audience behavior does not change. Um, Seema, it was interesting when you launched uh, at Hippo Park, you launched that with a very specific set of, um, because it is so aimed at that preschool demo, uh, you you meant you launched when, as part of the announcement of the show, you launched with seven really specific promises that you were going to make to the audience that are, you know, definitely assuage, that would assuage a lot of the concerns that 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 parents automatically have about kids going into a, you know, video or content portal that they don't have eyes and hands on. Can you talk about how you developed those seven things? I'll read one of them is respect the community, especially kids. Another one is assume the audience is younger than they are, which is a very, a very interesting uh, cautionary point. Talk about how you developed those, you know, those, those promises as you described them. Um, sure. You know, starting, uh, let me just caveat that with a lot of, a lot of the things that I would like to see happen are not within my control, right? So yeah. they're, yeah. <laughs> they're within my control for the IP that I, that I create, they're not within my control for the platforms entirely. But I think if we start to have the dialogue about sort of how important it is to take care with a very precious kid audience, then hopefully some of that will start to bleed into all of the people who are thinking about how this should and shouldn't work. I, you know, I think a lot of people have gone to great lengths to try and curate their their stuff enough so that you know the the audience is respected the way that we they need to be respected, right? Kid safety should be at the top of everybody's list. Right. Right. Not just because we make stuff for kids, but kid safety should be at the top of everybody's list. Right. And and I think that um, you know, when you think about the all the all the articles that have been written about social media and the older than 13 and younger than 13 and 
right? There's not a six-year-old out there that isn't watching TikTok, right? <laughs> um, yes. And and that's okay, right? As long as as long as you know people are aware that that they are there. Somebody's so, aware that that TikTok is being consumed. Yeah. And you hope you hope, but you know that that can't be the case for all kids. But you can hope. Right. You can hope. And and so I guess by by listing the things that that I would promise if I were you know sort of like able to control all the things that I would like to control then I, I'm hoping that that will sort of like, you know, sort of bleed into other people and other ways that people are looking at it and thinking about it. And, you know, you gotta, I, I believe everybody does care. Uh, you know, there's, there's uh, you know, sort of like the, the business and then there's the emotion <laughs> and they don't always, they don't always match. As we speak here today, it's just about four weeks, almost to the day since you launched at Hippo Park. What have you learned? What have you learned about your property being having it up on YouTube and being able to, you know, see the you, you, what you were saying, if I understand you right, you that you can really see a lot of the activity. You can see who's watching, how long they watch. That must be that must be just mana from heaven for <laughs> for it's you. Sure, it's actually really it's really having fun. been dependent on Nielsen ratings for most of your career. Exactly. Um, at least the Nielsen ratings came the next day, right? <laughs> <laughs> maybe that maybe that separation isn't so bad, right? Yeah, you could you could get a good night's sleep. Um, no, I think what's what's great is you can see what people like and what they don't like very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can, you know, sort of like you can watch your success and your failure at the same time. And uh, I think what we've learned is there's definitely, and you know, YouTube has masterfully figured out sort of like that there's a rhythm to the way that, you know, um, stuff should be released. We were able to very quickly decide that, you know, number 17 should go at number 13 spot versus number 13 should go at 17 spot because they respond better to this kind of thing, right? Mm. Longer is 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 longer better or shorter better in terms of the duration of the 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 episodes that we're putting up. Mm-hmm. Are there some characters that they like better than others? And can we, you know, put the ones where this character is more prominent sooner so that mm-hmm. we can get a bigger audience quicker? So and- that granular, that quickly. Yeah. Wow. That quickly. Yeah. So that's been that's been a ton of fun. Um and and basically, you know, uh you you look at you I've studied YouTube and the things that come in and out of it for a long time. But actually putting a channel up and watching the channel take form, it's been a great learning curve. It really is. It's it's masterful what they've sort of like created um, for people to, to gain popularity. And it is, you know, it is such a platform for entrepreneurial activity that, you know, just that alone, it makes it, it just makes it such a, such a huge force. Um, tell me a little bit about Mimo, uh, Seema. Do you have any partners? How did, are you, um, how did you get the, uh, business up and on its feet. So you know uh, they they call it a fam fam uh, friends and family investment, right? Uh-huh. Is how we started, and I think that what we what we set out to do was to build a interesting slate, uh, as opposed to start with one property. So a lot of people, a lot of companies begin by making their version of a hippo park, and then you know sort of. Um, Moving from one property to another property, we we actually took the the tack to build a a slate that could become a library over the next few years more quickly. 
uh-huh. so that if we could get deals with different partners and have four or five shows going at once, then we ha- we perhaps would have a little bit of a head start. So we have probably five, six animated properties and in different forms of development and in different stages of deals with various partners. And then we have probably four to six live action properties uh, that are similar, right? Mm. Different stages of development and different stages of scripting, et cetera, et cetera. So, So we have a slate that we're very pleased with. You know, my taste is very different than it was before, just because it's allowed to be a little bit broader. Uh huh. And uh, and we're meeting with like you know we're we're discovering all new you know all new people that I never had a chance to meet with before, which was really which is really exciting for me. Right. And yeah, so I'm I'm hoping that in a couple of more years, I have a lot of properties that I can point to and say I'm the, that that's one of mine. Mm-hmm. And in ultimate success, I have a property that's going to, you know, sort of like really, you know, sort of uh, hit the charts and become a franchise. Seema, you're based in New York? Yes. What What's the size of your operation right now in terms of staff? So we have probably, uh, we have five full-time and probably five uh, on a consulting and or freelance basis. Mm-hmm. So it's small. Gotcha. That's got to be exciting for you. I mean, Viacom, you know, in its heyday was known for its entrepreneurial spirit, but to have your name on the door, as it were, must be exciting for you. Yeah, it is very exciting. It's a, it's just, it's a, you know, it's a lot of fun and it's, I wasn't quite ready to be finished. Um, Uh You know, I've been in the kids business a really long time. So why, 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 why leave it now? Thanks for listening. Be sure to leave us a review at Apple Podcasts. We love to hear from listeners. Please go to Variety.com and sign up for the free Strictly Business newsletter. And don't forget to tune in next week for another episode of Strictly Business. Did you know some travel credit cards offer 10 times points on your spending? Don't miss out on big rewards for your next trip. NerdWallet lets you compare smart travel credit cards side by side, curated by an expert team of finance nerds. What could future you do with better travel rewards? A free flight? A room upgrade? Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. Reminder, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. 
Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.